Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I think heading into this game, which is in Columbus, Ohio, there is more pressure on Ryan Day in this game than there is James Franklin. First of all, Ohio State is expected to win this game, right? At home and... That in and of itself puts on pressure. Also, if for some reason Ohio State were to lose this game, then you're going into the Michigan game, which is already a heated rival, and that is an absolute must win just to keep your college football playoff hopes alive. And so Day, who appears to be like, I don't want to say embattled with the fan base. This is something I don't understand. I know that it hasn't been banner against Michigan, but he has been a very good coach. This team looks a little vulnerable, but beating Penn State, I think, would go a long way in kind of solidifying, hey, you know, Ryan Day knows what he's doing here. But I do think that there is more pressure on him than James Franklin. I totally disagree because Ryan Day is going to have the same situation every year. Beat Michigan or you're in big trouble. Get to the Final Four, you're in big trouble. James Franklin, how long have we been waiting? I mean, this has got to be it. He's been building, building, building Penn State and now they're a top 10 team. They have a future top 10 pick at quarterback. Everything's in place. This is finally the time that he beats Ohio State. You know, he's one and eight against Ohio State. Since he's been at Penn State, he won last in 16. This is his chance. It's a small spread. Ohio State's offense is not Ohio State's offense. Yep. Unfortunately, Penn State's offense is not much better. But this is the Nittany Lion team that is loaded up. If James Franklin doesn't win this game, like, what are we talking about here with James Franklin? Okay. See, where are you going with Penn State? How are you going to win a title if not with this team? Okay, but you're going on the road, and you actually have a chance to make up for this if you're James Franklin later on in the season when Michigan comes to Happy Valley. So you do have another shot to try to— So does Ohio State. No, I know, but— Losing this game at home for Ryan Day, considering he hasn't been able to beat Michigan yet, I think would be tough. Whereas yeah. there's this other sort of makeup that's looming that uh, for Ryan, or excuse me, for James Franklin that they get at home. But it feels like the Penn State Ohio State thing is a lot more personal for Penn State. Like they've had these mm-hmm. these games that they should have won last year, they completely blew it again. So I feel like Ohio State is Penn State's nemesis. It feels like that to me. This is a real test for James Franklin and the Nittany Lions. Like they got to get over Ohio State. Michigan's a different animal. I mean, yeah. they are probably, yeah, I mean, they great. could they could be winning the title this year. But for me, you got to take advantage of when Ohio State is down, and this is your chance. Get in there. Okay, so here's a question for you. Do you ever think James Franklin 
would be fired as the head coach of Penn State, barring not, nothing, just based on football and coaching? Do you think he'd ever be fired, or do you think that the school feels lucky to have him? I think he'd be fired. I, wow. I think they've raised the bar at Penn State. I think he's so entrenched there that he would call the shots. Like, I think James Swank would be more likely to leave for a different program. I, Penn State's an awesome program. This is a, That's a dream job. But I think he'd be more likely to leave than Penn State would show him the door. I think the opposite might be true for Ryan Day, right? Like, there is a chance that Ryan Day might want to go to the NFL. Who knows? But, like, if this – it's hard to tell what's real around yeah. Ryan Day because his record is so stellar, but he does have the two losses to Michigan. It's like, would he really be in jeopardy? The way you hear Buckeye fans talk, it's like – you know, the pressure from the outside would just be huge, and it could force Ohio State to make the decision, not the coach. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like Ryan Day is such a good coach, too, offensively. This is a down year. They have a. They basically pass on to a new quarterback who's not elite. Doesn't he get a pass for that? I, I like Kyle McCord, actually, but it feels like you get a pass when you go put a quarterback into every draft in the top – 15. I'm with you. I yeah. That's where you and I are going to agree. I yeah. think Ryan Day has more pressure in this game, but overall, I don't understand like the sort of backlash, whether it's a small vocal minority or whether it's really how the fan base feels. I mean, but if Penn State, look at Penn State. If Penn State doesn't make a run this year, then when? But are they going to be, who would they get that's better than James Franklin to be the coach in Happy Valley? I. Plenty of guys. I think the expectations right in the NIL era. Like, first yeah. of all, it'll be lucky because they'll go to twelve. But I think in the NIL era that they are thinking this isn't Joe. Joe Paterno stayed there for forty years because he won national titles. Like Penn State hasn't even sniffed the playoff in a long time. I, I think this is a, this is the year, especially with Ohio State down. This this game is huge for them because when have they had like? I mean, can you? Is there anything that scares you on Ohio State's offense? Ohio State can't run. They have one great player on offense, but they can't get the ball to him and Marvin Harrison. This is a bizarre Buckeye team. Penn State's got to go in there and beat them up this time. I, I think it's actually the key to this matchup is really Penn State's offense against Ohio State's defense, right? Oh, because Penn is, State is, you know, a little more dink and dunk, a little chipping their way down the field. The numbers are still gaudy in terms of the final scores, but they, you know, it, the offense is not explosive. And I think that's probably by design. They want to play this yeah. sort of ball control, let our defense win these games type of thing. And if you're the Ohio State defense, like how do you, oh, you know, that's really a, stomp it out? But Ohio State's kind of the same way. That's yeah. why I was talking, the total's 45 for this game. Kind of Ohio State-Penn State <laughs> game as a four. They Whoa. scored 78 points yeah. last year in their game. <laughs> this is bizarre. I mean, honestly, like you're looking at, at Ohio State. This is the this is an unbelievable Ohio State defense. It's yep. bizarre how quickly they turn it. They, all the NFL guys are almost on defense now. So I think this is going to be, this is going to be such a physical game and such a low-scoring game. And you know it's going to be cloudy in Columbus. It's yep. going to be like kind of like Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes type football, which to me as a, a college football fan is completely disappointing. By the way, I want to see Ohio State score fifty points and throw it all over the field, and Penn State with their big quarterback. So I guess the question is, this is like a physical grinded out game. Like, which coach is tougher? Is it uh, who gets the team? I, I don't want to be like cliche, like it's a movie or something, but whose pregame speech gets the team more fired up to win this physical battle? I mean, for that part of it, I think it's a draw. Like, I I, I think they they both have this in them. Like yeah. the Ryan Day, I mean, I don't know who yeah. he's going to call out after this if they end up winning. He'll find someone. He'll find someone like, you know. 
<laughs> you called out that. Lou Holtz. I'm like, yeah, he's going to call out, you know, Bill O'Brien, like the former <laughs> Penn State coaches. I don't know. He, Ryan Day seems to have found, like, he's playing up the external noise. And I think James Franklin is going to do the same thing. We want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Who is feeling more pressure heading into this game? Is it James Franklin of Penn State? Is it Ryan Day of Ohio State? Yes. So that is our poll question, perhaps. Maybe like that as a poll question too, Carlos. Do you like that? Okay, cool. Um, the other thing about Ryan Day, right? We've talked about whether he gets some criticism because he did some winning with Urban Meyer's recruits, yeah. right? I was thinking about that a little bit because time has a funny way of just sort of passing and you don't realize now that Urban Meyer left in 2018. Yeah. It's been a while. I would say from 2021, you would have to say that's basically all Ryan Day's guys. And in that span, he's 28 and four. Yeah. They won the Rose Bowl and they lost to Georgia, the eventual two-time national champion by a point in the college football playoff. Like, I think Ryan Day is a good coach, and I think that I, I, Ohio I love State would be, and the fans would, this is like a grass is always greener thing. You know, you can't just let the Michigan thing get in the way and cloud what is a really good coach. Yeah, but I still think probably the best team he had was mostly Urban's team, where Justin Fields almost, was. remember when Justin Fields gutted out the Final Four, and they I think they beat Clemson, and he was hurt. That was a, just a stacked team. Where last year's team, they they probably shouldn't have even been in the Final Four. I mean, I, they played nobody, lost to Michigan, and snuck no, in. They there. beat Notre Dame early in the season. I mean, that Notre, Notre Dame was like what nine? Who did four? Michigan play? Yeah, I I was surprised they kind of like had no one better to put in, so they were like, okay, Ohio State, you didn't look good against Michigan, but here you go. And then they played well, but they you know they haven't been an Urban team. The fact that they can't run the ball this year to me, that was like, ooh, Urban Meyer, you could say whatever you want. He always had a run game. So I don't know quite what's going on with this offense. And Marvin Harrison Jr., I hope they throw it to him every time. He is so exciting. I I, even, I can't remember a college wide receiver who was this good. 6'4", just catches everything. But they just don't know how to move the ball. I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm a big Ohio State offense fan. Yeah. Like Ryan Day. I like to see them throw it everywhere. Remember when they, they had quarterback after quarterback and wide receiver after wide receiver? Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, all these guys, and they don't look like that anymore. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So, again, you can go to at Maggie and Pearl. That's on Twitter, X, whatever, and that's where you can vote who was under more pressure on Saturday, Ryan Day or James Franklin. Um, I'm going to ask for something on the fly here, Carlos. Do we have the audio from yesterday from... The appearance I did on Rochester yes, Radio. We do. we do have that audio. Okay, great. So while you're mulling the James Franklin Ryan Day question that we have out there, who's under more pressure? I wanted to surprise Pearl off with something. So yesterday I was uh, a guest on the sports bar show, which is on the fan in Rochester, New York. Nice. Yes, it was great. An awesome time talking about the Buffalo Bills and talking about Rochester which is a place that's kind of near and dear to me because my husband is from there. Awesome. Okay, so they get we get to talking, and they are asking us. After a, nine minutes of Bill's conversation, I'm sure. 12 minutes of Bill's conversation. Okay, 12 minutes, minutes of Bill's I, conversation. I could have done an hour on the Bill's. But anyway, we started talking about what our new morning show is like. 
and they were asking like hey so so what do you guys bring to the morning show like what what do you want to tell the audience about who you who you are and i said well clearly we're people who don't take ourselves too seriously and the evidence we have of that is Perloff lost a bet to me in the first week of the show he had to eat a bowl of skyline chili with no hands yeah they called that disturbing i said you should have been in the room with him it was twice as disturbing just yeah. sitting next to you. You should have been me. That yeah. was disturbing, too. <laughs> it was hard all the way around. So they said, well, since you guys like show bets, they came up with a show bet for us. Ooh, okay. Let's hear it. And, Maggie, if we're workshopping bet ideas, I mean, maybe if it's a Bills-related bet, you get Pearl off to go hands-free on a garbage plate. What do you think? Oh, guys, that's inspired <laughs> i wonder if he knows what a garbage plate is nope, nope. time Thank to introduce it to the idea. Yeah. time to introduce it to the world you know what's funny so my co-host is a big philadelphia eagles fan yep. so maybe i'm circling november 26 bills at the link okay does anyone here know what a garbage plate is i do not i heard of it but i don't know what it's made out of pete yeah yeah same Okay, so that's a big resounding no. A garbage plate is a local Rochester thing. I've never seen this anywhere else. Yeah, never heard of it. Okay, so essentially what it is is you get your choice. It can be like hamburger, cheeseburger. It can be hot dogs, which they call red or white hots, okay? And it could be Italian sausage. It could have chicken. And it's served on top of a combination of like macaroni salad, baked beans, french fries, or like home fries. Okay. And it's really famous in Rochester. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like hangover food. You know, this is not light fare. So you get this whole combination of all these different things on one plate. They call it the garbage plate. Okay, give me the ingredients again. Okay, so you can it, you get a lot of choices here. Yeah. A lot of people do hot dogs, yes, like hot. Like, love hot dogs. Okay, or Italian sausage. Love sausage. Um, you can do cheeseburger, hamburger. Love cheeseburgers, hamburgers. Okay, and then or chicken, I guess, and then you serve it that on top of a combination of like French fries, baked beans, and, macaroni and, salad, and like macaroni salad is the one thing that has to be on. Okay, that's actually, it's funny. That's the one thing I don't love out of that whole list of ingredients. Yeah. Macaroni salad, I like, if you're at a barbecue and there's macaroni salad, like, that's the last thing I go oh, to. Oh, you're so wrong. I love mac salad. So here's, like, a, a, a picture of it. It just, it's it's every, it's, like, two meals in one on one plate. I'm actually surprised that in a TikTok, Instagram world, this has not become a, a much more popular yeah, thing. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, and then, you know, you can also do any kind of toppings you want in terms of condiments. Like, you put some ketchup on it, you can put mustard on it, you can put onions on it. It feels like, like uh, my buddy Casey Webb, uh, man versus food kind of food. He would know this. Yeah, yeah, he probably has been to Rochester and done this. Yeah, so there Yeah, I'm, go. I'm totally in. I love mashups. This is This sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't love macaroni salad. I don't know what it is. It's got like a flavor to it, like... It's like a vinegary, right? Like, no, mayonnaise. Yeah. I, for some reason, the one ingredient, do you guys relate to this? The one yeah. ingredient that doesn't fit in is macaroni salad. Oh, <laughs> no. Not... But once you have a bite, you'll be like, oh, yeah. It I needed well. this mac, mac salad the whole time. Yeah. The, vinegar, the vinegarish taste. The vinegarish taste. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. No, I, I totally believe you. You're right. I could see it maybe complementing these other flavors. The other one is if, if I'm going to have to eat this with no hands, I think the problem will be the baked beans. Like, <laughs> you don't want to eat those with no hands. Oh, boy. I never, I haven't eaten baked beans like regularly since I was a kid. I don't know why. I feel like baked so beans good. were a huge thing when I was a kid, but.
but now is it because they're not perceived as healthy? Like no one's like, oh, I went home and had a, a big bowl of baked beans <laughs> last night. It's like camping. Food. Everyone has like black beans or like pinto. Like I yeah. love baked beans. I always order them when I'm at like a barbecue spot. I think they're great, and I on, love combining they, them with the mac salad. I'll put them on hot dog. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. So garbage plate, Bills Eagles coming up uh, right around Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, so the regular season game. Okay. Because I was thinking we could do it in the Super Bowl. It would be even more fun for both of us. Well, I mean. I, that won't happen. <laughs> Someone's being presumptuous. Yeah, good grief. I mean. Yeah, you know, you're right. The Bills are not making the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. okay, let's do it. I'm totally in. Wait, right. So you're going to do it too? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this, is the, this is the bet. This is what the guys in Rochester, who are awesome, by the way, just really fun. Uh, this is what they cooked up for us. Yeah, I just want to eat this food. I'm not thrilled about the no hands thing because uh, that, that's now our signature thing. Eh. <laughs> Bring the ponchos back out. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like the peanut butters, peanut butter and jelly, are more our signature thing. Well, I think I think this would be our new signature thing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, garbage plates all around. So that's going to be a show bet when the Bills play the Eagles coming up later on. What if there's an injury to either quarterback before? Does the bet off, you know, well, if, we'll if, they, if it's Marcus Mariota for the Eagles or Kyle Allen for the Bills, I will give you, if it's Kyle Allen, I won't make you eat the plate. I still think they'll win. <laughs> oh, well, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's going to be one of the new show bets. Uh, garbage plate from Rochester, New York, lovely city. Uh, in a place that I is now claimed me pro off as one of their own, which was incredibly flattering. So beyond that, we do have the poll question now, Ryan Day or James Franklin, who is under more pressure when Ohio State meets Penn State this Saturday in Columbus? 855-212-4CBS. I say that Ryan Day is under more pressure. Proloff thinks James Franklin is under more pressure. We want to hear from you. Uh, coming up, a lot more to do, including... Is one NFL defense good enough to lead their team to the Super Bowl, even with a backup quarterback? We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Today's Thursday Night Football preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The Jags and Saints are in New Orleans, as we have discussed. Trevor Lawrence banged up for the Jags with a sprained left knee suffered during Jacksonville's 37-20 win over the Colts on Sunday. Three minutes left in the game. Ooh, that was not a good idea what the Jags did. Anyway, meanwhile, the Saints sit at 3-3 three and three following a 20-13 loss to Houston last week. New Orleans is a slight one-and-a-half point favorite on FanDuel. Still, if Trevor Lawrence is playing how New Orleans is favored in this game is mind-boggling to me. I actually locked it in uh, at one-and-a-half on the Saints, assuming that at some point they're going to say Trevor Lawrence is playing and it's going to swing the other way. The other part of this, too, about why the Saints are favored is why I'm a little surprised is the amount of injuries for the Saints. Juwan Johnson, the tight end, is out. Uh, Ryan Ramchek is out. Yeah. James Hurst is out. So you're missing two. I'm sorry. Landon Young is out. So you're missing three They're putting offensive in, uh, linemen. Trevor Penning, who is a, this bust of a first round pick is playing. I think he's playing left tackle. And then Cam Irving, you know, that guy who's been on pretty much every team in the league, <laughs> yeah. uh, from Florida state, he's playing too. I thought he was out of the league, but doesn't matter, though, because if the Jags don't have Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be a 13-10 to 10 game. Wait, I wasn't done with the injury report. Oh, there's more? <laughs> there's more. Demario Davis is questionable, and Tyron Matthew is questionable uh, on that, the defense. That one, and that Derek one. Carr's got a shoulder issue. Tyron Matthew might not matter because I feel like the Saints are going to get a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. If they think he can't move, they're just going to tee off and come at him. That's why I think you might have suggested, why play Trevor Lawrence here? If I he has a sprained a knee, why risk it? I don't think it's a good idea because, first of all, are we not sure that C.J. Beathard could actually win this game? I'm not sure. Well, wait, am I sure or not? Sorry. No, I'm not sure. Is I it think possible he... that C.J. Beathard could win this game? Let me rephrase. I feel I like think a, so. a lawyer. Let me I, reframe the question. I think we all think it's possible that C.J. Beathard could win this game. Maybe we're not being nice enough here to the New Orleans well, Saints. Their defense is short really week, top-notch. Short week at home. I think if this was on a Sunday, the line would be different. Thursday games have a weird rhythm. Poor Al Michaels. He's going to see him. <laughs> if it's C.J. Beathard going against a beat-up Saints, Derek Carr is still not healthy. I feel like Al and Kirk are going to have to vamp, and nothing is more uncomfortable. It's, <laughs> they need, like, um, a, co- a third co-host to come in when the game's, like, two scores or more. They, they've had some bad luck this year. There's no way around it. I think it'd be funny if all of a sudden it's like, all right, and that makes the game, you know, 24, <laughs> 24 to, to 7, and we're just going to bring in, like, Joe McHale is <laughs> yeah. now going to join us and bring us home the rest of the way. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. have a comic on standby. Well, I think I'm not sure after the Dennis Miller Monday Night Football thing, Al would accept that. But That's true. It, it is a tough, uh, tough game to do. I saw Herbie the other day doing a college game on Saturday night. And he's like, the level of excitement. Sounds incredible. That yep. It's not just him, too. The actual game was so much more exciting, too, that this is kind of a bummer. But, I, yeah, I don't expect much here. I am betting on Jacksonville, just assuming that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Because wouldn't, they would have to be favored if Lawrence was out there, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, you, th- I, you think that the short week? I, I think that has something to do with it. But we'll see. Again, if I was Trevor Lawrence and if I was the, the Jaguars, I would not uh, play him. Can we hear from Doug Peterson uh, talking about their backup is C.J. Beathard? And he's always prepared. A lot of confidence in CJ. Obviously, if that's the, if that's the case, um, you know he prepares himself each week as if he is the starter. You know he does a great job in game with Trevor. Obviously, the communication there, and um, I've seen it the last you know year and a half being around him, and, and obviously his 
his career. So uh, a lot of confidence in him, and, and I know he'll he'll be uh, you know ready just like he always is. I would just love for one time a, a head coach to be totally honest and be like, backup quarterback, we got no shot. No prayer. <laughs> like, you know all those Saints defenders? They're going to the Pro Bowl off of this tape. That's yeah. going to be the thing. I, although, you have to admit, C.J. Beathard's like, oh, that guy's been around. I've watched C.J. Beathard play in many, many football games. Yeah, I've like, watched him lose a lot. Yeah, I mean, he has not done great. But this is, I mean, obviously, this is a dream night for me. I got early Phillies baseball into Thursday night, a night game. My guy, Goddard Bedard, is probably playing. There's so many choices. <laughs> this is classic October sports night for me. I'm thrilled. You actually could take a nap on the Phillies game, considering that that's going to be a blowout. So. Yeah, no, they got bloody it. Wrong. I, I, I would bet on Arizona tonight. The Phillies are due some kind of bullpen employee. No, no, no. This is what you call in <laughs> the bag. No. Yeah. This is this is a dominant Phillies team we're watching here. They got the good vibes going. Nothing is going to penetrate that. No, no. You guys think you title. can jinx my Phillies? You can't do it. You <laughs> have to be a, you. You You're doing the reverse us. jinx. You're trying to anti-jinx the Phillies. No, I mean, they're not going to... I think they're they can lose a game here. It's not like they're going to sweep Arizona. I don't, I don't know, know about that. You you convinced us, you know. It, you were I talking a lot were, about uh, the Phillies and how you were excited about their, you know, being at the parade and who was going to go with you and all that stuff and now we're just on board with you. I got my Vaughn Hayes jersey ready to go. <laughs> I mean, the guy pitching for the Diamondbacks today, his last name is Fat P F A A D T. His ERA is 5.72. I feel like he's going to give up runs. How did this team beat the Dodgers? Because baseball, the Dodgers. Well, because baseball is 100% unpredictable, but that's why you guys, I know you're messing with me here, but you have no idea if the Phillies well, are going to win on. tonight. Baseball is a little predictable because the Dodgers started the ghost of Clayton Kershaw <laughs> and a rookie who had never pitched in the playoffs before, and neither one of them. Now, Kershaw giving up six runs and getting one out is a little unpredictable. Him struggling wasn't. That's true. And then Oh, so you bet on the Diamondbacks? Then? I don't bet on anything. The eighty four win team. I didn't bet on anything, but that game those it was not outlandish for Arizona to win either one of those games because of who started for the Dodgers. Right. And plus the Dodgers and Braves uh have that tendency to win one title in thirty years. So that it fit the line of everything. Oh, poor Bilotti. <laughs> poor you've been so hurt by baseball, haven't you? Uh, baseball is very good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bogus is here. He's got headlines for us. Good morning. Uh, good morning again. When my computer works, I'll give you those headlines. Here we go. They're sponsored by Northern Tool and Equipment. Get the tools you need from the brands you trust. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. <sighs> we have already discussed the early offense for the Astros in game three of the ALCS in Arlington last night. There was also some mid-game defense that helped them win. 2-2. Two, two. That's hammered deep to left center field, headed toward the gap. Brantley racing over, and he runs it down! What a catch by Michael Brantley! Deep left center field, then goes into a tumble on the warning track, holds on to the baseball, inning over! Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Brantley's running, stumbling catch, preserving a 5-2 lead in the sixth. It became an 8-5 win, cutting Houston's deficit in the best of seven to 2-1. Dusty Baker happy to finally be on the board. We were close to winning the first two games. You know, we were one hit away. It might not have won, but we were one hit away from at least tying it, tying it up or going ahead. I mean, this team doesn't quit. We know that the 
Rangers don't quit either. Houston is now 3-0 and on the road in these playoffs after 51 road wins during the regular season. They had the better starting pitcher last night, Christian Javier, allowing just two runs over five and two-thirds, while Max Scherzer gave up five over four in his first start in five weeks. Loser. Game four tonight after that game three of the NLCS in Arizona. The Las Vegas Aces began the night down two starters. Then they were down 12 points in the third quarter, but they rallied for a 70-69 win at the Liberty, who breaking news play in Brooklyn <laughs> to claim their second WNBA title in a row. Head oh, really? coach Becky Hammond. This one's sweeter. Um, it just is. It's harder to do. They win this series in four games. They are the third repeat champs in league history, the first since the Sparks in the 2001 02 seasons. Asia Wilson, the finals MVP after 24 points and 16 boards. Do we think that Mark Davis is still partying yeah. somewhere around lower Manhattan? We could probably find him. By the way, can I make one comment about women's basketball? The fact that I didn't know that they were Liberty were in Brooklyn. Yeah. I think right, right now it's one of those sports where the college sport, I, the college bas- women's college basketball is going to blow up so big this year. Because of the Angel Reese thing, I, I think it's going to be... The Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark... Yeah, I think uh, the ratings are going to be... Course. I mean, I think, honestly, the women's ratings are going to challenge the men's ratings this year. I think it's going to be so big. Maybe... And men's college basketball has never been more down. Uh, I think the fact that Caitlin Clark could fill up a football stadium... Mm-hmm. Don't you guys sense that this sport is really going to be on fire this year? And here's the other thing. When does somebody take a chance on Becky Hammond in the NBA? Yeah. yeah. That's coming soon. You know, it's Very funny... Good coach. She's a great coach, obviously. You got the Popovich stamp of approval. And, you know, I understand why she felt like she had to go be a head coach somewhere, right? Like, show that you can do this, and then hopefully she does get a shot. Um, safe to say Steph Curry's ready for the NBA regular season. Steph's got it. Eight seconds. The three to win the game. He's got it! He hits it with 5.5. The Kings are out of timeout. I've got a lot of questions after this one. I do, too. Why why is he in the game at that point? That's the first question. Nobody's playing past the third quarter. He's still out there, and all the top kings are still out there. The place is packed. (laughs) They're going nuts for a Steph Curry five-second left three-pointer in a preseason game. Do they know the season doesn't start till next week? I mean, these are the Warriors. They have important regular season <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Steph Curry's not a young man. No. What's he out there messing around with De'Aaron Fox for? Let's and be honest. I mean, they don't really have to start really trying until, like, yeah, February. Right. Yeah, what, th- not only do you not try for preseason, don't try until March. Maggie's <laughs> right. Uh, he's had 30 in this game, and they won 116-115 when De'Aaron Fox missed his own three on the other end. Can you play California Love any louder, too? Uh, ben Simmons <laughs> had two points, missed all four shots he took, but he did have eight rebounds and seven assists in the Nets 107-104 win in Miami. After the Eagles signed Julio Jones, the Chiefs had to make their own move at wide receiver, so they're ready for their Super Bowl rematch. KC trading for old friend McCole Hardman, swapping late-round picks with the Jets to make that happen. Hardman had just one catch, played just 28 snaps for New York after signing with them during the offseason. How many receivers do the Chiefs have? Well, none that are good. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. They have like eight Bs. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, part of me wishes that they didn't win the Super Bowl so we could talk about them missing Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I know. That would be a simpler headline. Now, right. But you know McCole Harmon's going to have a jet sweep in the AFC Championship game. It goes of for a touchdown. It's like death taxes. I wish I could put a bet on it right now. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have one reception for 83 yards. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thing about the Chiefs. It's like they have no receivers, and Justin Watson burns you for 35. <laughs> uh, Eagles tackle Lane Johnson did not practice yesterday after hurting his ankle in Sunday's loss to the Jets. Nick Sirianni said it's too early to rule Johnson out for this weekend. Hockey last night, the Senators on a three-game win streak after thumping the Capitals 6-1. The Penguins 6-3 losers in Detroit. And I think I mentioned yesterday that Neymar hurt his knee in Brazil's World Cup qualifier the night before. He's now been diagnosed with a torn ACL Ooh. and meniscus. Guys, back to you. Oh, thank you, Andrew Bogish. Uh, being told here in the chat that Becky Hammond actually had turned down an opportunity to interview for the Toronto Raptors job. Oh, wow. Who got that job? Actually, I don't. Uh, that's the guy from the Bucks, right? Oh, an assistant Adrian program. Griffin. Oh, Adrian Griffin's in Toronto now? Okay. I think so. No, no, no. He's the Bucks coach. Oh, he's the yeah. Bucks coach. Yeah. So the Raptors coach then. I think he's Adrian a guy Griffin I don't know. played in Toronto. <laughs> right. He came from Toronto to Milwaukee, so I had that reversed. It's not Becky Hammond, though. It's not Becky Hammond. Uh, Darko Rajakovic? Am I butchering that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Rajakovic. Darko yeah, Rajakovic is the Raptors coach? I feel I don't feel bad for not knowing that at all. Not even for a second. <laughs> he was a Serbian <laughs> professional basketball coach. That would not have been my 10th guess. Also, he was the head coach of the Tulsa 66ers of the G League. Right before this? Uh, stand by. If they had hired Darko Milicic, then, <laughs> then we'd be talking about something. Right, and that's why you wouldn't interview if you're Becky Hammond, because you know you're not beating Darko. Yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. waste your time going to Toronto. Have yeah. you guys seen a picture of Darko in the last five years? Don't tell me. He's a big man now. <laughs> Wait, seriously. I, oh, what's my he doing? gosh. He was I have huge. no idea. He's a farmer now. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. a farmer. He was, a, he was famously, for people who don't know, wasn't he sandwiched between LeBron went one, then Darko, then Carmelo? Oh, yeah. I mean, Amazing. That's uh, Detroit that's, doing Detroit things. That's tough. I mean, I believe he was on the championship team, though. Just not a big was contributor. Was Darko on that 2014? Yeah, he, he was been, at yeah. the end of the bench. Yeah. Uh, so he's got one more ring than Melo. Um, Melo's got a lot of gold medals. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Head coach of the Tulsa 66ers and then... Assistant for the Thunder, Phoenix, and the Grizzlies. Now Raptors. There you go. So there you go. Fear, Darko Rakjakovic. <laughs> oh, not that exactly. easy, yeah. <laughs> He's probably like a god in Serbia, so I, or probably p- ticking off anybody who's listening in Belgrade. Uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think we are pretty big in Belgrade, I've heard. If the Odyssey app works in Belgrade, but not on Long Island, <laughs> I, I, I've got questions for IT. <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> We're coming in crystal clear in Belgrade. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what show would we be. Afternoons? <laughs> yeah, afternoon drive time? We're afternoon drive in Belgrade. And we're killing it. This is actually, by the way, a, doing some deep dive on Rakjakovic. Yeah. He earned his degree <laughs> in basketball coaching from Belgrade Basketball Academy in 2004. So he has like an actual degree in coaching. Yeah, you can you can like major in basketball. I did know that about yeah. Serbia. They've got a great pipeline. What are you, prerequisite in dribbling 101? Yeah, <laughs> what are your classes? <laughs> yeah, set and What are classes? Uh, zone defense? Like, yeah. yeah. But that sounds, like, offense. that sounds like one of those, like, diploma mills that you go to to yeah. qualify to play in college. You went to, like, the Georgia well, Basketball Academy. I got to tell you right now. actual building. If Belgrade Basketball Academy has an online course, I'm definitely <laughs> getting a degree right now. It's this YouTube. is Chamberlain. It's yeah. <laughs> YouTube clips of that guy dribbling. No, but here's the thing. I'd rather actually be able to major in basketball than have to do, like, sociology Oh, where like, I don't mm. care. I don't show up to any of the classes. Like, I think if you play football at Ohio State, Michigan, wherever you play, you should be able to major in football. Uh, yeah, I mean, Why not? It, 
because it's kind of supposed to be an academic institution. I mean, <laughs> quote unquote. It, Perloff. <laughs> Come on. I think athletes learning about sedimentary rocks is actually very comical to me. Yeah. It's like, here's where the river delta comes through. Like, that doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah, rocks for jocks. I also, like, the other parts that go along, not just, like, major in basketball, but then also get, like, a finance, you know, how to manage your finances. Yeah, yeah, when... I always hear that. Everyone's like, oh, they should teach these kids at college. Like, anybody who takes a finance course in college is going to help. <laughs> Listen, uh, anything, right? It's like, hey, how do you – how do you navigate becoming a millionaire overnight? That, that no one else in the There's world. There's no class hard. that can teach you that. Hide under the bed. There's Strong no tail. class that, that deals. Okay, when the 37 people closest to you in life are asking for money, how do you say no? There's no class for that. No, I think there could be a class for that. Maybe you get you know people who famously lost their money to come in and speak. Yeah, I mean they Don't do that in the, the NBA. They do that a lot in pros. So yeah, right. But that's like a seminar, seminar for a day. This is like a six-month course. Wait, they're not going to sociology class. What makes you think they're going to go to this class? Well, they might actually, this one might be useful. 855-212-4CBS. Bogus, thank you so much. 855-212-4227. Okay, a lot more to do, including uh, some high-profile quarterbacks struggling right now in the NFL. Is it real or is it just our imagination? We'll get to that in a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We are the morning show now on CBS Sports Radio. Glad to have you along. All right. There's been a few quarterbacks, Perloff, in the NFL where we're expecting big, big things yeah. from them. So far, have not delivered on that. So we're going to play a little game called Is This Real or Is This Imagine? Some early season, I can't even say struggles. For for some of these guys, it's been real struggles. For others, it's just been not what we are accustomed to. I'm going to tell you whether this is a real thing or whether this is an imagined thing. And let's start close to home with you with Jalen Hurts. Okay. Are his struggles so far this season real or imagined? Imagined. Because the Eagles have been grinding out wins. Uh, they haven't been explosive at all because they haven't needed to be. They're 5-1. and one. Basically, they're doing whatever they need to win the game, which means running the ball a lot. And, of course, they're the, still the elite running team in the league. What's going on here? Yeah, I like this. It's like <laughs> is a dream-like Russian ballerina? I, is this real yeah. or is it all a dream? So he's doing exactly what they need to do to win. And, listen, he played a tough Jets defense last week. He made one terrible mistake, but generally played very well. He had 280 passing yards against the Jets. That's no small accomplishment. And there was a gigantic drop by Devontae Smith that would have been a 50-yard play. So it's a it's a team thing. I still see elite play. What do you think? I'm a little nervous for your guy Jalen Hurts. Why is that? The turnovers. We get all over quarterbacks for interceptions, whether they're all their fault or whether they're not all their fault. And the fact that Jalen Hurts has seven interceptions on the season, which is more than all of last season, and we're not even to Halloween yet. You know, we saw how this spiraled out of control for Dak Prescott. I'm not saying those two guys play the same way. But we did see how that got out of control for Prescott. And once you start pressing, it can just snowball on itself. I think Jalen Hurts last year really benefited from the week schedule. They were a great team. They deserved to be in the Super Bowl. But that was a very light schedule. It's gotten a little tougher now. And you've seen Jalen Hurts come but, back to the pack just okay. a little bit. You would never have said that before last week, though. I mean, he was nearly flawless. I know he had two meaningless picks and a blowout over the Bucks, 
But I think this is all a function of the Jets. And I know I, I actually have not been pro Jets. To me, that's really because that defense is really good. So even though Sauce Gardner wasn't even out there, but he was under a ton of pressure and he avoids it. Anyway, okay, who's next? You're okay. getting me all emotional here. <laughs> we got to try to separate yourself from, uh, from the emotion. Coming up, okay, the next one, Daniel Jones. I think this one's real, guys. Oh, you, oh, you do? <laughs> Just going out on a limb here. I think Jones might be in a little bit of trouble. Now, I hate to kick a guy when he's down. He's now dealing with a neck injury, one that he dealt with before and cost him to miss a lot of games uh, uh, two years ago. But I always thought that Daniel Jones was on a bit of a heater last year. The numbers were never fantastic to begin with, and he benefited from the new coach and new offense bump. He is great when he's able to use his legs, but look what happens. You use your legs and someone like Daniel Jones, and he hasn't been able to protect himself consistently. So Jones, kudos to him. He's got 90 million guaranteed in the bank. This is these Duke grads, man. They can never catch a break. So I'm glad that Daniel Jones is set for life, but he robbed the Giants with this contract and the Giants allowed it. But give him a mask and a gun because he took their well, money. I, I don't totally agree with that because they were going to have to tag him anyway, and it really would have almost ultimately cost him similar amount of money. It's such a short deal. They can get out of it so quickly. Yeah, but not in one year and two. Yeah. You know what really bothers me about this whole situation? It seems like such a cliche that the offense all of a sudden looked better when Saquon Barkley was out there. Because you figured you'd pay Daniel Jones so the quarterback would be the catalyst for this offense. And you're famously not paying Saquon Barkley. And then it turns out exactly what every Giants fan thought. Saquon was the key, not Daniel Jones. Very disappointing. Jones, another guy who already has surpassed his interception total uh, from a year ago. He had five last year. He's already got six, and he even missed a game. Okay, let's move on. Joe Burrow. Perloff, some early season struggles, real yeah, or a man. Because he was limping. And now, are you kidding me, Joe Burrow? If anything, we should talk about the miraculous recovery. Has anyone gone from limping in week two to running around like basically, I'm trying to think of Randall Cunningham or some mobile quarterback? It's incredible what he's done, and it's completely changed the outlook on the Bengals. I think this is. I, his early season struggles are imagined based on the fact that he's moving around. He looks great. Okay, so you do have to handicap this a little bit because we know he is kind of, I don't say gutting it out through an injury because now he looks a lot better. Yeah, what happened to that injury? I don't know. <laughs> Dr. The, Maggie, yeah. help me out here. Where's the I-team investigative unit on what? I don't know if there's a steroid out there that can help heal a calf, though. No, I'm not alleging anything steroid-related, but something all of a sudden, he got real healthy. I don't know there's any magical blood spending that can make your calf go from injured to healthy like that. Oh, listen, that. I mean, just credit the training staff and Joe Burrow being diligent, and now he looks like he's really good. But I think there's something different here about Burrow. Now, maybe it's because of some injuries to his wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, T. Higgins, yeah, because T. Higgins is not out there. His completion percentage is down significantly. It was 68% last, last year. Now it's 63%. And I thought he was dreadful in the second half of that Seahawks game. I'm not prisoner of the moment. One half doesn't define a likely future Hall of Famer in Joe Burrow, but it has looked different. I just don't know how much to just blame the calf and everything can be blamed on the calf, or is there something else going on? Because now we're into week seven. You can't say not having a preseason and not having training camp. I can't blame that now, especially for a guy who's in his fourth year. You're breaking the cardinal rule, Maggie. The cardinal rule of the Maggie and Perloff show. Don't bet against Joe Burrow. I'm sure you would have thought Joe Burrow was a lot worse last year than he is now. 
I just, I've seen this Bengals team come out of nowhere too much. Can't do it. This is totally imagined. Joe Burrow is going to be fine. I do think his numbers are going to be down because Cleveland's defense is so insane right now. It seems to rain every time anyone plays him as well. But I think he's going to be there in the end. Wait, Cleveland's defense? Cleveland's defense is so good, it's going to knock out Joe Burrow's numbers down a little oh, bit. Oh, just because they have to play him twice? Yeah, they just have to play him twice. Huh. And I just think in general, and also... Yeah, I, I think that that division is gonna make it's gonna be tough to have super elite numbers there. So I think his numbers might go down because the AFC North is kind of up on defense this year, right? I don't know. I feel like the AFC North always has great defenses, and we never use that as an. Ex- he's had great numbers in the past. Yeah, this Cleveland one is way different though. I think they're breaking every record. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I think Joe Burrow is gonna be great. I, he does need T. Higgins back because I'm, how do you stop the Bengals? It's obvious. You just put everybody you have on Jamar Chase, and they don't have any second weapon. Uh, Bengals schedule at San Francisco, home yeah, that's for Buffalo, Houston at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. Oof. Tough defenses. Let's see how those numbers look as we head into. But Baltimore December. and Cleveland play those teams too. Yep. So and Pittsburgh. So it's it's all going to even out hopefully. Final one quickly. Justin Herbert. Now, Herbert, the numbers are actually there. The numbers have been the same. It's just the inability to, this season, the inability to win a big game when you have the ball in your hands going for that final drive. Couldn't do it against Miami in the opener. Couldn't do it on Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Couldn't do it against the Titans. Well, yeah. Uh, no, this is this this is the end of the Brandon Staley era. Yeah. Just... They're not doing anything this year. They're not going anywhere. His numbers will be great. He'll probably have 33 touchdowns and 10 picks, and we'll say, okay, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. But I, I've been saying this all week. Do not judge Justin Herbert right now. Get a real coach in there. Get a better coach. I, I don't. I actually think Brandon Silly seems like a great guy, but this team is just not well coached. The decisions, the game management, everything. Do not judge him based on this year. I, I think he's going to be fine big picture. Yeah, I, I think that he's too good and he's been in the league too long where Carlos is now dancing along to this music. Yeah, what? <laughs> that you can totally absolve him from this. If he is really the elite quarterback that we think he is and that we've been anointing him as, then he's got to win some of these big games. And he was bad against the Dallas Cowboys. No way around it. Okay. That was our real or imagine. I like it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we're going to play a fun game here. And it's all based off of a Jim Ursay quote. So what could this be? Let's find out next. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.